Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Playing It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavioral science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavioral science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. This is part four of the series I am doing on mindfulness on the go. In part one, I share with you the many, many ways in which you can practice mindfulness. I share with you that mindfulness is all over. It's in academic settings, social media, TV shows, media news, and hundreds of books. It's like we're living a mindfulness revolution. And I share with you that even though it's very popular, there are so many misconceptions about it. An important misconception is that you can only practice mindfulness when you are in a quiet room with your eyes closed and looking like the Dalai Lama. That's why I like to talk about mindfulness on the go and how you can practice mindfulness principles in your day-to-day life. You don't have to have a puppy face or a poker face when practicing mindfulness. You don't have to be in a quiet room all the time. Of course, if you have a chance to practice mindfulness in a regular basis, in a quiet room, and with your eyes closed, that's great. If you don't have a chance to practice mindfulness in that way, you can still get the benefits from it by practicing mindfulness exercises in your day-to-day activities. That's what mindfulness on the go is. It's about how you can be present with intention and with purpose when you are walking, when you are talking on the phone, when you are cooking, when you are doing the laundry, when you are having Zoom calls, when you are reading a book. So mindfulness on the go are exercises for you to be present with intention, and with purpose in anything you're doing. In part two, I share with you how you can practice mindfulness on the go when dealing with overwhelming fear-based emotions. Why practicing mindfulness on the go is important and some tips to catch the most common responses when dealing with uncomfortable experiences like avoidance, distraction, disconnection, and other frequent responses that most people do when feeling overwhelming fear-based emotions. In part three of this series, I share with you how mindfulness in general goes hand in hand with compassion practices. And that also applies for mindfulness on the go exercises. In that episode, I shared with you a brief tip that you can put into practice anytime and anywhere 
to show kindness to yourself. Now, in this episode, I am going to focus on how you can practice mindfulness on the go when you feel like you're losing your mind, when things go unexpectedly wrong. So let's move on to part four of this series on mindfulness on the go. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you had unexpected things happen to you? Totally out of the blue. Things that you didn't see coming. Life gets very messy many times. The other day, I woke up super excited to do some writing. And one thing led to another thing. I ended up three hours on the phone talking and talking with a representative from a bank. Not ideal. I was super, super cranky, to be honest, because instead of writing or working on the podcast, I was just going back and forth trying to find a missing document. It was hard to let it go and keep moving with my day. Sometimes life gets very, very messy. If we look back at our lives and our friends' lives, we may recognize a collection of misfortunate situations, like we fell in a class, we feel rejected by a person we love, we lose our pets, we struggle financially, we misplace our favorite heels, and on and on. There are so many messy moments. We don't know when bad things are coming, or when accidents will happen, or when things will go south. When unexpected and painful things happen, of course, our emotional switch turns on. And there is a turmoil of emotions we go through. Sometimes these emotions throw us up and down, left and right. For example, when I was talking on the phone for three hours with a representative from the bank, I noticed how I was feeling irritated. I noticed how my body felt constricted. When the conversation was over, I noticed the anger coming and a lot of judgment thoughts. Why they don't do things right? Why they cannot be more efficient? Why I have to spend three hours of my time instead of writing? And then as my emotions keep morphing, I notice this sense of sadness. Sadness because I couldn't spend those three hours doing one of the most soothing things for me which is writing, creating, or working on the podcast. So when unexpected things happen, it's a natural thing that we may experience a mini emotional roller coaster. In my case, my emotions went from feeling irritated to feeling angry and then feeling sad. So in those moments, I don't think we dance with our emotions with rhythm and grace all the time. It's really, really hard. And it's natural that we want to do something about it. It is natural that in those moments when our emotions of frustration, disappointment, hurt, and sadness get activated, of course we want to take action. We get pushed to do something. The challenge is that Sometimes, if we don't step back, we forget to notice that there are things that we do have control of and there are things that we don't have control of. And I think this is another way in which you can practice mindfulness on the go. 
in your day, when you know this and a strong emotion, when you know this aloud thought, those are cues for all of us to step back and check. Check what you have control of and what you don't have control of. There are things you can change and you have control over. And there are things you don't. For example, if it's too cold, I can turn on the heater. And that's something I do almost every day. If it's too dark, you can turn on the lights. There are situations, there are problems that can be solved and can be repaired. But there are things that simply they are the way they are. We don't like them. We may even hate them. And yet that's how they are. For example, I cannot change the situation that I spent three hours on the phone dealing with a financial institution. I cannot change how irritated I felt in those moments. I cannot change that we live in an unfair world. I'm not saying that you shouldn't advocate to change unfair situations. I'm just saying that when we're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, and worrying, it's super important that we distinguish between what we can change and what we cannot change. And choose our actions according to our values, not according to a change agenda or control agenda. So when dealing with all types of unexpected situations, it's helpful to step back, take a deep breath, and check if you are trying to change a situation. Check if you have any change agenda. And also check if doing any of those things will take you closer or farther away from your values. Practicing mindfulness invites you to be present, to accept what you're feeling, what you're sensing, to accept what a situation is, and to be aware of all those things. Now, again, the acceptance part, it doesn't mean that you have to like or you have to accept injustice. It just means that you have to recognize what you have control of and what you don't have control of. This practice of identifying the things that you can control and should focus all your energy on and acknowledging the things that you cannot control and probably shouldn't focus your energy on is super useful. So in those moments, you can do a mental inventory. List the things that you have control of and the things that you don't have control of. We certainly don't have control of our feelings, anxieties, worries, panic sensations. They just happened. But we do have control of how to respond to them. You can start practicing mindfulness right now, right here. Mindfulness doesn't have to be practiced in a quiet room and with your eyes closed all the time. This is why I am sharing with you these mini tips to put mindfulness into action in your daily life. So mindfulness on the go are these micro tips that you can apply right now, right here, that will help you to become aware, will help you to be present, 
and will increase your capacity to choose your actions. So I hope you practice this mini tip, noticing what you have control of and what you don't have control of. And I also hope that you keep in mind that mindfulness on the go is not necessarily about stopping your hurt, becoming relaxed or feeling positive. It's about becoming aware and present of what's happening in a given moment and intentionally choosing what you are going to pay attention to. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, I will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, I welcome a review on Apple Podcasts. Show notes of this episode are in the website playingitsafe.com. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable playing it safe actions. See you soon!